Welcome back to Cloud Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Folks, I just want to point out the fact that we pick many, many days and different times, and Megan is up super, super early today. <laughs> I can't believe I, how I fresh is. I hate to tell you this, but I'm always up at 6.30 And in the morning, I wish but... you could see her right now. She's in her bathroom. I look awesome. She has a face cream <laughs> on her face. She has curlers in her hair, but she still looks beautiful and wonderful, and she is articulate as ever. I'm glad this isn't a video podcast. That's Let's right. Just say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we have a great show today, Megan. And we I know do. that's why you wanted to get up so early. I was so excited. Yep. And we got another East Coast port person here today, which you would usually say, whoop, whoop. Right? <laughs> that's what you say. That's right. So on the line with us today is Karen Davis. She is the Senior Vice President of Global Philanthropy and Social Impact at Hasbro. And Megan, she's here to talk about a program called Be Fearless, Be Kind. And this is a philanthropic initiative which is designed to empower kids to have the compassion and courage to stand up to others and make a difference. Good morning, Karen. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us, Karen. Go Sox. Yeah. Go Patriots. Yeah, go Sox. Go Patriots. That's all we got now. That's all we got, right? That's it. At least the Yankees didn't make it to the World Series. I was like, please, God, no. Please don't let the Yankees go to the World Series. No. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how Hasbro and Be Fearless, Be Kind got started. And this started last year, right? In 2016? It did, but the work really began almost seven years ago um, when we helped to launch a global youth service movement because, you know, giving back is very much a part of Hasbro's DNA. We have 84% of our employees volunteer, and our mission is to make the world a better place for children and their families. So we have people highly engaged, and really at that time, they I had a long line outside my door of employees asking how their children could get involved in giving back, because if they were younger, it was difficult. So that set us on a, um, a course that you know, really came to understand there wasn't one place where families could get the resources they needed to un help their children really develop that skill of giving back and empathy. So that's really what started it. It was seven years ago. But we took a pause and last year really did work to develop this whole notion of how do, you, how do you really help children develop empathy? That's where Be Fearless, Be Kind came from, um, with a call to action to stand up, include everyone, and make a difference. It's really more paternalistic than maternalistic, so it's not about be nice. It's really about, you know, encouraging kids to have that courage to do the right thing, to stand up, to make sure that they're including everyone, and obviously then to make a difference. Can you clarify for us then what specifically you started last year with Be Fearless, Be Kind? Sure, yeah. So we really expanded the work last year. Um, we brought in a partner that addresses bullying, so um, an organization called No Bully. We brought in creative visions that helped us to put some... Um, of the creative behind how you deliver this. And then we um, 
also brought kids to the table and took our Hasbro Community Action Heroes. We had been recognizing youth for a while and asked them to help us really develop this call to action and develop the work. We brought some experts in to help us understand how do you develop empathy. So a toolkit was created by Ashoka. And that was all sort of the beginning of our initiative and call to action around Be Fearless, Be Kind. And then obviously this year, we've expanded it a great deal. All right. And that's something, have you been getting a lot of traction on the online hub that you've been using for this? You know, we have. So the online hub has a number of tools for parents and caregivers and teachers. It drives out to a number of links um, to help find something that works for the children that you're you're helping. Um, and it also even addresses um, things like mindful meditation and how that can be um, an important resource to build resiliency in kids. So we've, you know, really um, put, I think, some great tools together. So we're seeing how kids are activating against the pledge. So with one of our partners right now, um, we have a campaign going on called Kindness Rising. So we have almost 60,000 kids this morning that have signed a pledge, you know, through either their schools or their youth organizations or their parents. They've gone on and they've signed the pledge to be fearless and kind, uh, to stand up and include everyone and make a difference. Is there any chance, Karen, that you could get Megan to sign that pledge? Because I find oftentimes on this <laughs> podcast that she's bullying me all the time. She's making me fearful and happen. very unkind. <laughs> You know, so I mean, if there's any way that you could give her some exposure to the site, I think it would help my case a lot. It's too late for me, Joe. It's too late. That's right. See, they're all starting with these kids. They're all starting with the young kids. Well, that's our hope, right? So, Megan, you can go to BeFearlessBeKind.com and you can find the link to take the pledge. And you can too, Joe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you had said that you, you so you have 60,000 kids that have signed this pledge. Can you give us some examples of how specifically they're activating around the pledge? And I'm hearing that, you know, it might, that this pledge may have been signed through their parents who wanted them to get online or suggested they get online or youth organization or school. But uh, how are they activating around the pledge? What are you seeing? Yeah, there's a number of different things. So the first step is, you know, they take the pledge. Um, and that's been since the beginning of October. So we're, there's quite a bit of interest in this. The next part is they can go and they can select any project that they want to do. Um, it can be something that, so we're providing a number of resources for them to see, but then um, to choose from, but they can do anything they want. So we're seeing hunger campaigns. Um, you know, kids are, are really interested in that issue. We're seeing children doing projects around, um, you know, animals. So the younger kids tend to, you know, understand empathy through caring for animals. So there, you see a lot of those environmental projects kids are getting involved in, um, whether it's recycling campaigns or, you know, things of that nature. So it's a variety of things. We have a lot of kids who have taken on the issue of bullying and wanting to really bring some bullying prevention programs to their schools. So how did you, how did Hasbro come up with this standing up for others as this kind of signature cause focus? Yeah. So it actually w was our kids that came up with it. Um, we have a group of Hasbro community action heroes that we recognize oh, cool. every year. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. brought them together for a weekend last year with a spoken word artist, um, Max Stossel, who worked with them to help develop this call to action. And these were all kids who had, you know, really done extraordinary things. I mean, you meet these kids and you feel like, oh, I've done nothing in my life. <laughs> they're, they're like amazing. And they're, what and they're eight. 
Oh yeah, they literally were. Well, there were some they that were. were eight, like in the video. Exactly, yeah. they were seven to you know seventeen years old, um, and they all had the courage to stand up for others. So they developed the pledge, and actually, the pledge is is uh, there's a longer version that they developed. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but what I loved is what they came up with in the beginning, and it it really says, "Dear fellow human beings, are we doing the best we can do, or can we do a little bit more?" I mean, it's like, why, you know, we were blown away by them. So they helped us develop this, you know, we want to include, you know, really it's speaking to kids, right? So we want to include everyone. We want to make sure we're reaching out to those kids who've been isolated because they might be a little bit different or a new person coming in or making sure that we're not a clique that is really excluding other people and making them feel isolated. So that was an important part of the message. Standing up is really about, you know, having that courage, like, well, okay, if you see something that's happening, do you can do something about it. Um, whether it, you know, it's not a, a complete and total anti-bullying campaign because it, it, it really is much more than that, but if you see a, kid's, a, a kid being thrown into the locker, it takes courage mm -hmm. to sort of be the one to stand up and say, hey, knock it off, don't do right. that. Yeah. So, you know, and then obviously the make a difference piece is, you know, goes back to, you know, all that work we did to provide and build resources for, um, you know, through the work we were doing with Generation On originally. So you need to make it easy for these kids to be able to make a difference. And so, you know, they, they shouldn't have to wait till they're 14 when they can legally go into a food bank and sort food. You know, you there's things they can be doing on their own. So they can be writing letters to veterans they can't you know there's so anyway i get very passionate about yeah, this. yeah no <laughs> you know it's it's so interesting though karen and joe i mean i think that the conversation around bullying and we've certainly seen it on the podcast joe i think if we went back to like episode yep. five you know we did something on bull yep. bullying back then and it was back then even several years ago it was more about stop bullying but it wasn't like it wasn't directed at all and it wasn't focused on empowering kids to kind of stand up, see something, say something, which is we're seeing so much more of now. So I just think it's a really interesting evolution that we're getting smarter about how to prevent. Isn't it bullying. interesting too, Megan, I think too, and Karen, you should know this too, that, you know, a firm here in Boston, Cone Communications actually just did a recent study with companies and it talked about how consumers are really expecting companies not just to stand for something, but to stand up for something. So it's interesting to see that same theme and what you're telling kids to do too. Uh, just don't stand for something, stand up for it. Exactly, exactly. And it's important that kids recognize that they have the ability to make a difference regardless of their situation. We don't want anyone to feel like because maybe because they come from an economically um, challenging situation that they don't have the ability to make a difference because they do. And when they recognize that, now this is Karen Davis, you know, talk, not not based on anything you'll find anywhere, but I feel like it's that juju of giving, I call it. Like when you recognize, right, yeah. you, you can make a difference. It's life-changing. And that, you know, we've seen examples of that over and over again. In fact, many of those Hasbro Community Action Heroes had actually overcome adversity by giving back. So one of them was homeless, and she created a whole program that helped other youth. I mean, now she has set a course for herself where she is going to get into some of the finest colleges because she recognized somebody helped her find that 
inner peace of courage to say, no, you can overcome this and make a difference yourself. So we need to really reach those kids. And that's why we've got a number of partners that are trying to help us do it on, on every different level. But you're right. The no, we have a great partner in No Bully, and they have really helped inform our work. Um, they have a, a program that is, you know, eradicates bullying in schools by 90%. And it's not by putting a poster up on the wall. It's really about going in and doing the hard work and training that needs to be done with all of the staff, including the janitors, anyone that comes in contact with kids to create an environment where it's safe for them to go to school. Karen, you mentioned a couple of your nonprofit partners, and you have this online hub and that you're providing information through. But talk a little bit about some additional nonprofit partners that you have, and what role are they playing in this initiative? Sure. So YSA, which is a youth um, service organization, is actually hosting the Kindness Rising campaign that's asking kids to take the pledge and then to activate against the pledge. Um, one of our big partners is Special Olympics. Their unified program, which is a program that matches children with intellectual disabilities with typically able athletes. And they play together um, on sports teams and they compete against other schools. But what it really is done is change the culture of that school to be much more inclusive. So now there's inclusive proms and clubs and kids are much more sensitized. So we love, you know, we love that program. We're supporting the world's largest lesson plan, which is helping kids learn about the sustainable development goals. And this year it's goal number two, which is hunger and helping them to activate and find ways that they can be part of the solution. Because, you know, the sustainable development goals, it's all about goal is by 2030, you will have eradicated some of these um, in, in you know, difficult situations. So we need our kids to be a part of that solution. So that's what they're doing. Um, we have some, so a great program that we're going to be doing in January. We're helping to support the Greatest Kindness Challenge, Kids for Peace, where for a week, um, children and families are going to come together and do kindness. They have a great program where they're um, raising kindness coins to help build school, um, playgrounds in areas that have been devastated by hurricanes, fires. You know, it's like something, you know, every week that they're dealing with. Um, Stand for Children, a very well-known organization, is doing a middle school challenge, which we know that middle school is a critical time for kids, very difficult. And um, they are really helping to infuse kindness through this great platform that they've developed. So it's really a coalition of well-informed folks that bring a lot to the table. So that's why there's just so many ways people can, you know, go through the site and learn a lot. One other is Creative Visions, and they're helping, they have a program called Rock Your World that teachers bring into their classrooms to help kids, once they get passionate about an issue, to really um, take it to the next step by using multimedia um, so they can, whether it's video or uh, through writing or photography, how do they elevate an issue that they're passionate about? So that's our, that's our cohort of um, partnerships that are helping to make it come alive. It's impressive too, Karen. I mean, that you work with so many great partners because I think one of the things probably even people listening to our show right now find daunting is, you know, they want to create these t type of cause platforms and then they're like, 
but am I going to have to do all this work myself? I mean, the fact that you can go out and tap, you know, all these different nonprofits. And I mean, that should give these people hope, right? That they can go out there and tap the right partners. Do you have any advice about working with nonprofit partners, like what you've learned and working with them that could be useful to some of the people on the phone that want to work with nonprofits on a cause platform? Yeah, absolutely. I think you use the keyword. It is a partnership. Um, it is a lot of listening and talking and finding, you know, being sure that you all are aligned with, you know, your mission, um, that it is, you're not asking them to do something that's outside of the scope of what their organization's mission is or what their goals are. Um, it works best when they're, you know, you're helping to elevate their message and that's what we try to do. Um, so it really is a partnership and I think you really have to approach it that way and respect that it it's hard work that these nonprofits are doing every day. They're under-resourced. Um, so how can you, you know, bring all your assets to, to bear to help them. So, you know, while a grant is wonderful, um, there's a lot of other things a corporation can do for a nonprofit, um, you know, whether that's getting employees involved or, um, you know, other assets that yeah, you have. Yeah, and that one of the things I always point to is marketing millennials, uh, you know, and it's so often, you know, you talk to nonprofits, they want to tap into a younger audience. Obviously, you know, everyone's got to work. So, you know, workplaces are a great place to tap millennials, but also the marketing piece too. What I think is great about you folks is that you've actually created this really great online hub uh, where all this information can be sourced in one place. Right. And, and you know, what I think also has been a big value for everybody is bringing all the partners together and really treating them like a coalition because they've learned a lot from each other, um, particularly around the technology, you know, as that changes and who's using what technology and that you could see, like, I just could step out of the room and let them go. They were, yeah. you know, they didn't need yeah. us. They were, once they got <laughs> around the table together, it was fascinating. And they're all elevating each other's message because they all um, are aligned in what they're trying to do ultimately. So yeah, it's been it's been great. I definitely think that's a, a really important role of corporate partners. And we've seen this a little bit and we're starting to see it more and more. Um, but just being able to convene nonprofits with a similar mission, because so often they work in silos and they're um, it's not that they're not willing to collaborate. It's just that they're so focused on their own mission. So I do think that the more corporate partners say, hey, we're going to talk about um, empathy and anti-bullying and you guys all need to work together. I think the more powerful these programs can be. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn a lot. We all learn. We're all learning from each other. Well, speaking of learning things, Karen, this is your second year of Be Fearless, Be Kind, and you have rolled out some, um, you've expanded the initiative this year. Can you talk about what you've learned over the past year of Be Fearless, Be, Fi Be Kind and how that's informed um, the differences that you're, you're seeing this year in the program? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we've learned that um, this issue is truly resonating with folks that, you know, we've we've just seen through the research that parents really want to raise good kids, that that's more important to them than some of the other, other things that you might think would resonate more with them, but that's, they want happy, good kids. Um, so we've learned um, that we, you know, what we're doing isn't enough. We have to keep expanding the work. We have to try to reach globally um, kids and we need to, um, find good ways to meaningfully engage our employees because they're very, very interested in this, um, as are our consumers. So we've, you know, been thinking a lot about that and how we do, you know, better because we're, you know, we 
I think this is so important to so many people. It's incumbent upon us to continue to try to get the message out there. So, you know, and as I said, we've learned a lot about the issue of empathy by listening to the experts and um, trying to offer different resources, like what are books that parents can use? Um, so, you know, I, I think we're just at the beginning of this work. There's so much to do. We're so passionate about it. We need to do it. You know, we need our kids. Our kids yeah, are our hope. Right. And, you know, one of the things we'd like to ask, I, I guess, too, Karen, is, you know, in thinking about doing cause programs, I mean, there's a lot of goodwill that goes into these programs. But one of the things Megan and I like to understand is what is the business benefit of something like this? And, you know, someone from Mary Kay was on the show last year and they said, Joe, if we don't make money, we don't have any money to give away. And uh, so does this program add value to your business that results in, you know, a greater market share, you know, a big, bigger reach with your audience, greater loyal with consumer, consumers and employees? Is it helpful in that regard? So, yes, um, for sure. Our employees, um, you know, are our greatest asset. They create the, the products that... Um, you know, we're able to bring to market to bring joy to children. So engaging and retaining those finely talented employees is critically important. So our, we, I don't know if you're familiar with the fact that we achieved the number one CSR ranking really? this year. I didn't um, know that. 80, wow. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So 82% of our employees volunteer. Um, we give four hours of paid time off a month. And so this is authentic to who they are, and um, it's important to the business that we retain those folks. And we just completed our um, engagement survey, and it, it was, again, the number one reason why um, folks love working here is because of what we do hmm. for the community. Of course, they love the great brands we have and, you know, many other things, but it is, it is really important to them. Many employees choose to um, come work here because of that. So that piece is important. And then obviously for our consumers, um, you know, when they buy a Hasbro product, they know that they are buying something that has been made with great care and safety, but also, um, from a company that cares deeply about children and always has and hasn't been doing it um, since it was popular. They've been doing it since the very beginning when the Hassenfeld brothers started this company. So um, uh, it's important, as we know, the CSR ranking is very important to our investors um, and our and the folks that we work with, um, whether at Walmart or you know our other customers. It's very important um, that we be a good corporate citizen. So, and then for the consumer, I think we're offering them a great resource. Um, seldom do you actually see that when you're doing this kind of work that they can actually go on to this site and they can they can access any of this information, it's free for them. So I think it's a, it's a, you know, I hope they will because that's why we did it, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting too, just um, how often too, we're seeing companies move to the digital space too, in terms of the opportunity, just because the breadth of information that can be included in the reach and stuff like that. And we find people obviously combine some offline uh, components to this too. But I think the digital piece is really critical in how businesses are approaching CSR opportunities. Right. No, absolutely. 
Karen, I wonder if you could also just very quickly talk about the consumer-facing part of Be Fearless, Be Kind. You're doing something with Toys for Tots, um, which is always interesting to, for us to see because sometimes um, you have these initiatives that are really deeply embedded in the company and maybe employees are involved and maybe you're doing great work in the community, but um, consumers don't touch it quite as much. So can you just um, maybe final question here, just share what consumers are doing and how you're kind of turning this consumer facing a little bit? Sure. Well, I mean, this really is for everyone, right? So it's um, for our consumers so they can have their own kids take the pledge. And for every um, person that takes the pledge, we are going to donate a toy to Toys for Tots. They're another one of our great partners. Obviously, we support a lot of organizations, um, and Toys for Tots is certainly one of them. But what we're doing is um, we're actually going to dedicate the resources, these toys, to the um, disaster areas. So we're working um, to get a number of toys to Puerto Rico. So it's going to be a direct result of kids taking this pledge. We'll know that they're making a difference. We started it at Hascon, which was our big um, consumer event that we did in September where kids came in and they took the pledge and they could pick a toy and donate it to Toys for Tots. So that was the beginning. And um, we're, we're going to do that up to 250,000 pledges. We're going to match with a toy. Um, they'll go to Houston, Puerto Rico, some to California. Yeah. So that's, that's our big consumer facing um, piece, but this whole thing is consumer facing, right? That's what the tools are for. So. Yep. And I love too, how you included that little bit of incentive there too, because I mean, what we see again and again with campaigns is it does help, you know, it's one of those things that people love to know that when they do something, they can also help someone else. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and folks are really stumbling over how to help some of these folks that have been impacted. So we think this is a nice way um, to bring some joy to these children during the holidays after everything that their families have been through. Well, Karen, it has been absolutely fascinating to hear more about Be Fearless, Be Kind. And we certainly hope we can continue to follow your success as you continue to support this program. But for now, if people want to learn more about Be Fearless, Be Kind or find you online, how might they do that? Sure. Um, best way to do it is to go to BeFearlessBeKind.com. Excellent. And we will certainly include that in the show notes. Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters. Make sure to visit SelfishGiving.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. And also check out all those pins on Pinterest. Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. Get your favorite cause campaign and get some inspiration. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode, engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're online, please be sure to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes so that you do not miss an episode and leave us a review while you're there if you would. And on behalf of Karen and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 